Stand together. Welcome to Grandview Baptist Church. Our next song says, I stand amazed in the presence of Jesus the Nazarene. Our Savior's love. We have three verses of this song tonight. Words are on the screen. Let's join our voices together as we sing. Ready? I stand amazed in the presence of Jesus the Nazarene and wonder how he can love me, a sinner condemned unclean. Sing it! How marvelous, how wonderful, and my song shall ever be. For me it was in the garden, he prayed not my will of He had no tears for his own, his sweat drops of blood for God. How marvelous, how wonderful, and my song shall ever be.
to make our way back. We're going to remain standing. We've got two verses of another great song. Oh, that will be glory. Words are on the screen. Let's join our voices together as we sing. Here we go. When all my labors and trials are o'er, and I am safe on that beautiful shore, just to be near the dear Lord I adore, will through the ages be glory for me. Oh, that will be. Good evening. Welcome back to church tonight. I hope you had a great afternoon, and we're so glad you're here. And we're looking forward to a special time tonight. We have some special guests uh, from Golden State Baptist College in Santa Clara, uh, California. And you'll get a chance to meet them in just a second. Uh, and then, of course, their tour preacher, the Laumans, and him and his wife. We're so glad you're here as well. Veteran missionaries to China. And we thank God for those who have served our Lord all over the world. And what a blessing that is. If this is your first time tonight, thank you for coming. Uh, we know there's a lot of churches out there. We're so glad you came to be a part of our church. Hope you know you're appreciated and loved, and we're so glad you're here. Uh, maybe this is your second or third time. Thank you for coming back. What a blessing. And the seat back in front of you is a little Connect card. If you would take a minute and fill that out, that helps us know how to serve you better, how we can pray for you maybe, or how we can help you along your faith journey. But we're glad you're here. Hope you know that. Uh, this time I want to have uh, the girls come up, uh, a trio here from Golden State Baptist College. They'll introduce themselves, and they're going to sing a couple songs for us, and then we'll have a few announcements. can do anything, anything, anything. God can do anything but fail. He can save, he can keep, he can cleanse, and he will. God can do anything but fail. In seven days he spoke the world into existence. He rescued Daniel from the lion's den. He led the Israelites across the desert's distance. 
And he works miracles today like he did then. He calmed the stormy seas and walked upon the water. He made the lame to walk and blind to see again. He rose up from the grave and now waits with the Father. His blood can wash away the darkest stain of sin. For God can do anything, anything, anything. God can do anything but fail. He can save, He can keep, He can cleanse, and He will. God can do anything but fail. He's the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. He's the fairest of ten thousand to my soul, to my soul. My God can do anything, anything, anything. God can do anything but fail. He can save, he can keep, he can cleanse, and he will. God can do anything but fail. He never Good evening. We are the Redeeming Grace Trio from Golden State Baptist College. My name is Sarah Munoz. I am a sophomore, and I am from Puebla, Mexico. Good evening. My name is Rachel Munoz. I'm also from Puebla, Mexico, and I'll be a junior this year. Hello. My name is Brooke Martinez, and I am from Santa Clara, California, and I will be a junior this year. At the piano, we have Sharon Metacondu, who is also from Santa Clara, California, and she'll be a senior this year. It's a blessing to be with you today. When I've traveled my last mile here, the call will be coming for me. Then I'll enter the lifeboat that will be near to carry me over death.
Thank you, ladies. What a blessing that is. If you didn't get a level up uh, paper this morning and would like to have one, uh, did we get them all out? We have a few left. And men, we'll get that ready at this time. And as soon as you have them, you can come forward. Um, of course, we are excited uh, about Tuesday. There is, uh, of course, by the way, raise your hand if you'd like to level up and then get one. And anybody like that tonight? Okay. All right, there's a few over here, one or two over there. Thank you, men. I appreciate that. Keep those hands up until you get them out and uh, until you get one. And we have several things next, next Sunday night. Uh, we will meet in the auditorium for a few minutes and we'll split up into different modules and you'll be able to learn some things that I believe will help you and to grow in your Christian life, not just as a Christian, but also grow in your ministry as well and your areas of service. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Tuesday at noon, we'll, we'll be meeting here at the church for the Best Years Club and they'll be driving down to the Stone Cliff Inn. If you'd like to meet them there, uh, that's at 1230. They'll begin uh, Best Years Club. Just a delicious time. Delicious time. <laughs> uh, it probably will be delicious with the food, but an enjoyable time. And uh, you'll uh, you'll be glad you got to go to that. If you have any questions, see Brother Mutchler or Ms. Vicki down here. And then, of course, our men's advance will be coming up in a few weeks. Uh, looking forward to that, man. I want to encourage you to go and be a part of that. That will be a great, great service. A conference here at our church and uh, the month of June. Also, uh, was uh, mentioned this morning that I got to talk to our architect this week and have a meeting with him and uh, looking forward to the plans being submitted to the county for our new family center in June. So we're excited about that. And so pray about that, that everything will go smoothly. There'll be no hiccups and everything goes smoothly through the process and looking forward to that. We're excited uh, continual growth there and be able to build uh, that new building with the gymnasium and the extra classrooms there and other things as well. The indoor playground for the kids. We're excited about that. This time for men could come forward to get ready for the offering time. Uh, during the offering, I've asked the ladies to come back and sing again. Uh, we will, after they sing, uh, we'll sing a couple songs and then we'll have uh, we'll dismiss the Little Bear Bible Club, and then I'll introduce our speaker tonight. But I mentioned this this morning in Matthew ten eight: Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. Freely ye have received, freely give. And if God's blessed your heart, may I encourage you to be faithful and obedience, but also giving back to Him as well. And God has a way to always take care of our needs, and we'll be faithful to giving back to Him. And Brother Vesta, why don't you come and pray for the offering tonight? And let's pray together. Heavenly Father, it's a joy to be in your house once again here today. We're so grateful to you for this wonderful day of ministry that you've provided for us. We're thankful for decisions that have been made, will be made. We're thankful for the guests that you brought our way in the morning services. Lord, we're just so grateful that your presence was with us and is still with us here tonight as we move through our service. We thank you for the wonderful singing of your people and this group, and I pray that you would please bless in this service, speak to our hearts through the preaching of your word. And as we receive this offering, Lord, we have an opportunity to give back to you through the avenue of the local church. And we're very grateful, Lord, that we have this, this opportunity. Though some may give online and in other ways, we have this additional time where we can give back to you with a cheerful heart. You have been so good to us as individuals, as families, collectively, as a church, through these many years of blessings. Lord, through the ups and downs of life, you've been so faithful. And so we give back to you and ask that you would continue to bless in our personal lives, in our families, and then as well in this 
a great group of people, this local church. And we'll thank you for all that you do. In Jesus' name, amen. dark on every hand and we may not understand all God's plans as he leads us to the blessed promised land but he guides us with his eye and we'll follow till we die and we'll understand it better by and by well children by and by oh when the morning comes when the saints of God are gathered home the story how we've overcome and we'll understand it better by and by temptations hidden snares often take us unawares and our hearts are made to bleed for some thoughtless word or deed then we wonder why the test when we try to do our best and we'll understand it better by and by. Well, children, by and by, oh, when the morning comes, when the saints of God are gathered home, we will tell the story how we've overcome, and we'll understand it better by and by. In the sweet by and by, we shall meet on in the sweet by and by, we shall meet on that beautiful shore. Well, children, by and by, oh, when the morning comes, when the saints of God are gathered home, we will tell the story how we've overcome, and we'll understand it better by and by. And we'll understand it better by and by. And we'll understand it better in the sweet by and by. In the sweet by and by. 
half a century ago Two simple words Declare the truth that's planted in our hearts And every time the flag is raised We've been honored to repeat the phrase So the world will know we are Under God America's been blessed Under God Brought through every trial and test We are sheltered by the mercy He chose to give In privilege and abundance This nation lives under God Freedom has survived Under God recognize we're dependent on his goodness indebted to his care maybe more than any people anytime or anywhere still our only hope and prayer is under God when we pledge allegiance now it's under God these words have shaped the land that we hold dear some insist it's not allowed to acknowledge that we need him now but it's never been so clear under God America's been blessed under God through every trial and test we are sheltered by the mercy he chose to give in privilege and abundance this nation lives under God freedom has survived under God we need to recognize we're dependent on his goodness indebted to his care maybe more than any people anytime or anywhere still our only hope and prayer is under God freedom has survived under God we need to recognize we're dependent on job ladies thank you so much and I hope uh, if you're a teenager or a young adult maybe considering Bible college and think about Golden State Baptist College I thank God for North Valley Baptist Church and that's where my wife grew up 
and I thank God for that, and Brother Treber, and of course the wonderful uh, teachers and, and ministry there. I just want to encourage you in that area. I think they have some CDs for sale as well afterwards, and, uh, and so uh, make sure you visit the table. And at this time, I'm going to dismiss all Little Bear Bible Club. Little Bear Bible Club can be dismissed, and uh, enjoy your time, have a good time. And uh, thank you workers for loving on them and caring for the kids. time I've asked uh, Brother Lowen to preach to us tonight. He's been a veteran missionary in China, and he's back now in the States. Of course, China's closed, so he's reaching Chinese people in the Bay Area. And of course, I ministered in California for eight years. I know there's all different types of ethnicities there, and they all need the, the need to hear about Jesus Christ. So let's give Brother Lowen a hand. Brother Lowen, preach to us tonight. Thank you. Thank you so much. It truly is an honor to be with you today, and I just bring greetings from Pastor Treber, and he thanks you to, for to allow us to be able to share just the ministry of Golden State Baptist College. You know, there's a, our country and in, in the world is in a dire need, and I think it's the, the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ that will help America to turn around. I have a son-in-law, his uh, father has a ministry, he knows of over 300 churches, and he, he bases out of Arkansas. But he knows of three. He himself knows of three hundred churches that do not have a pastor, and uh, I know of like I'm with BIMI and our ministry. We know of over seventy, and you know just all over the United States. And when uh, used to be that when people are trying to find uh, young college students to come and work in their churches, they'd come in April and May. They don't do that anymore. They come in September and October to try to get a hold of them because there's such a need. And Golden State Baptist College is trying to meet that need. And, and uh, I would just like to see how many, uh, any, if you're 7th grade to 12th grade, would you stand, please? If you're 7th grade to 12th grade, would you stand? <clears throat> and we would like you, uh, the young people, just to think about Golden State Baptist College. I know you still have high school, many of you, and a few years, but, uh, you know, the nation needs young people to be able to, willing to serve the Lord. And if you'll come to the table after the service, these ladies have some gifts and things that they would like to give you. All right, and then if you'll sit down, the, teen, uh, the seniors, just the seniors, would you stand? If there's any seniors at all, okay. All right, yeah. No, uh, hi, hi, yeah, there you go, yes. Well, we'll take, we'll take you as well. That's right, yes. But high school, high school seniors, I should say. I'm sorry about that. I didn't make that clear, did I? I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. But uh, we are, uh, through this tour, uh, through our tour, uh, Golden State Baptist College has asked us to let you know that if you think that you might like to come to Golden State Baptist College this fall, uh, the registration is usually $300, but if you do through the tour rate, they'll do it for only $150 if you fill out the application and do it for only $150. So I just want, to know, want you to know that as well, and you just uh, speak to the ladies about that. And then we also have, briefly, I want to share with you, just have some books there on the table. We also have a North Valley Baptist publication. You know, we believe in the bus ministry. These are stories after stories of lives that have been reached the bus ministry. My dear wife was reached through the bus ministry and now is a, was a missionary in China. So no one can say that the bus ministry doesn't work. And then we also, you know, many people don't know what Baptist means. And we have a book here. Oh, I'm sorry, these are t- uh, $12 if you buy one. It's t- uh, 10 if you buy three or more. And uh, Brother Johnson in Reading, Shasta, 
uh, Mount Shasta Baptist Church. Uh, he comes and teaches in our college. He drives from Reading to Santa Clara and uh, uh, every thir- uh, Tuesday, every Tuesday. And he wrote a book about the people called Baptist. It is a hardback book, so it's 14 if you buy one, 12 if you buy three or more. And being a missionary, I love missionary stories. And I don't know if you know that or not, but today is Hudson Taylor, the great missionary to China. Today is his birthday. Today. <clears throat> I love China. <clears throat> And I don't have a book on Hudson Taylor. I would give you that one. But we do have a book on Adoniram Judson, you know, who went the first American uh, foreign missionary, American foreign missionary, went to Burma, which is now Myanmar. And all the difficulties, many of you probably have known or read the story. If you haven't, I encourage you to buy it just to see all that he went through to reach people there in Burma. His influence is even here still today. And then lastly, and all uh, my little uh, commercial here, but we have a CD. And I know you young people, you don't even know what a CD is. You probably have never even seen a CD player. I'm sure the seniors, you may know, right? So this is for the seniors, right? But uh, they are $12 if you buy one, 10 if you buy three. But it has these dear ladies and also our men's group uh, here. And, the, and you can buy those. But those of you that are younger, you know about uh, Spotify, Apple, Alexa and all that, and it just tells you what to type in there, and you can get the music that way as well. So we just great, counted a great honor just to share a little bit about what God has done uh, there at North Valley Baptist Church and Golden State Baptist College. If you'll take your Bible this morning, or this evening, I'm sorry, if you'll take your Bibles and turn to Acts chapter 12. Acts chapter 12, and I just want to uh, uh, share with you something that's been on my heart as a missionary You know, there's so much happening in our world today, and I have a hard time many times wrapping my head around it because, you know, like with the transgender, the homosexuality, all the different things that that are going on, and and, uh, even with the COVID and the medical and things like that, sometimes the things that they say you should do or shouldn't do, and, and I just, as a Christian... I have a hard time understanding it. And a lot of times you think, Lord, what's going on? But I want to share with you today, and I just want you to know that we just have to continue on and that the gospel cannot be stopped. You know, you think there's so many obstacles, and you think sometimes we're in a dire straits, but we have to stop and and look that our God is in complete control. And it may seem like we're in a dire time, but we know we have a God that we serve and, you know, and I'm sure, and when you see here in Acts chapter 12, they were in a dire straits. But yet they looked to the Lord, and the Lord saw them through. So I want to just read. Pastor, do you stand when you read the scripture? So would you all stand, please? And we'll uh, read the scripture here. We'll first read verse, we're just going to skip through chapter 12. We won't read the whole chapter. But I'm going to start reading verse 1 to, to verse 5. It says, Now about that time Herod this king stretched forth his hands to vex certain of the church, and he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword, because he saw it pleased the Jews. He proceeded further to take Peter also. Then were the days of unleavened bread. And when he had apprehended him, he put him in prison and delivered him to four quadrants of soldiers to keep him, intending after Easter to bring him forth to the people. But Peter therefore was kept in prison, and I like this part right here. But prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. Oh, what the power of God's people that pray and what they can do there. And then if you'll uh, 
uh, and then verse 7, And behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him, a light shined in the prison, and he smote Peter on the side and raised him, saying, Arise up quickly, and his chains fell off from his hands. And then if you'll skip with me, I won't read the whole in sake of time, but learn, uh, skip to uh, verse 17. And in verse 17, here's where Peter has gotten out of the prison. But he, beckoning unto them with a hand to hold their peace, uh, <clears throat> declared unto them how the Lord had brought him out of the prison. And he said, Go show these things unto James and to the brethren. And he departed and went into another place. Now as soon as it was day, there was no small stir among the soldiers what was become of Peter. And when Herod had sought for him and found him not, he examined the keepers and commanded that they should be put to death. And then let's let's skip down to verse 21. And upon a set day of Herod, arrayed in royal apparel, sat upon his throne and made an oration unto them. And the people gave a shout and say, It is the voice of a God and not of man. And immediately, notice this, the angel of the Lord smote him because he gave not God the glory. And he was eaten of worms and gave up the ghost. But can you read verse 24 with me together, please? One, two, three. But the word of God grew and multiplied. You know, you see here in the beginning of verse or chapter 12, it went as a dire straits. James, one of the top three, Peter, James, and John. You know, Peter, or, uh, James and John were the sons of thunder, and they were the leaders of the apostles. And here Herod takes him and has him beheaded. And here the church is already a, 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 a little bit nervous, a little bit uh, apprehensive about that. And then he takes Peter and puts him in prison. And the church knows that that's what's going to happen to Peter too. So they all get together and pray. And God sends one angel. And he brings them down there. And you know have all these soldiers, 16 soldiers, trying to keep Peter there in prison. But it doesn't matter if you have 16 soldiers or 185,000 soldiers. Not, it's not compared to God's one angel. You know, in Hezekiah, or, I'm sorry, in, in 2 Kings chapter, I think it's 19, verse 35, you know, Hezekiah was being attacked by Sennacherib and he prayed and God sent one angel. And over 185,000 soldiers were killed with just one angel. That's our God. And then Peter was let out of prison. And he went to the church. And then Herod thought he was somebody and gave a great ordination. And the angel of the Lord smote him. And yet the word of God grew and multiplied. I just want you to know, I just want to be an encouragement today. I don't know if you're discouraged. I don't know if sometimes you think that things happen in your life and you say, Lord, I know you want to use me, but there's just things happening. I want you to know that God's word will grow and multiply and he will use you for his honor, and for his glory. Let's pray and have a word of prayer. Dear Lord, I thank you for the opportunity of preaching your word, and I thank you for the privilege of being in Grandview Baptist Church. Thank you for Pastor Layman allowing us to come. Thank you for the support and the blessing that they've been to us, Father, and I just pray that you would be with this service and just come down and meet among us. Thank you for the ladies and their singing, and what a blessing it was. Thank you that we are a nation under God. Thank you that you love us, that you gave your... Son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for our sins. And I just pray, Lord, if there's anyone here that doesn't know you as Savior, they'd realize that today is a day of salvation. But I also pray, Lord, if there's some Christian here that maybe just really hasn't given their life wholly to you, that after this sermon, Lord, they would consider and do more for the cause of Christ and know that Christ wants to use them. We'll give you the praise, honor, and glory. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.
Please be seated. You know, you see all these, these situations, and a lot of times you say, Lord, where are you? I can't believe that all this is happening. You know, we, and we see so many things that are happening in our world today. I'm, I'm there in the Bay Area, and I get around, and, and I have a small Chinese church. I, just to briefly give you a testimony about our life, my wife and I's ministry, uh, we were, uh, we're BI Baptist International Missions, uh, missionaries. We were, uh, went to China in 1994. And uh, that was when China was just opening up. And uh, I always recommend young people to go on the mission field because it will change your life. Pastor told me that there are a lot of people here from Korea. And I'd like to see a show of hands of those that are from Korea. Would you mind uh, raising your hand? I just want to see because I love Korea. I love China. I love Japan. I love Asia. And in fact, Korea had a great impact on my life as a college student. Uh, I was thought I'd go into computers, and so I went to a Southern Baptist college and thought I'd study computer programming. But I found out I and computers don't get along very well, and I found out that wasn't for me. But in that school, they decided to take us to South Korea. And I was able to go to South Korea. I was able to go to Seoul, and, I, and we visited the churches there. And the fever that they had, they had all night Friday night prayer meetings. They, when the pastor, we went to this one huge church, larger than this one, and he had a big curtain in the back there, and he opened that curtain, and you could, it was a window, and you could see the city of Seoul, and he, he encouraged the people to go out and reach them with the gospel. In fact, China, they say that China probably has over 10% of their population, 50 to 100 million people are Christians in China, and a lot, the, one of the main reasons that is, is because Christians from Korea, pastors and missionaries from Korea have gone into China and reached them with the gospel. And so I surrendered then to missions. I, I said, I, the computer's not for me, but I want to go into missions. And so I went to my pastor. With, I'm from a little town in Zeni, Kansas, uh, 90 miles south of Kansas City. Uh, the town is population 10. There's a church, there was a gas station, and two houses. My dad was a farmer. And so that shows you right there that God can use anybody. But yet, God spoke to my heart. And I, I told my pastor, and he said, I know a school in Oklahoma, and I went to Oklahoma Baptist College. I don't know if you know about Jim Vineyard. He's now home with the Lord. But that's the college that I was out of. And uh, we, I thought, you know, I don't know if I can preach. I'm just a very shy uh, country boy from Kansas. Maybe I could be a missionary pilot. And so I thought, that's what I want to do. And Oklahoma was thinking about starting a mission aviation program. And I could be a pilot and I could go on the mission field and help these missionaries. And that was, it would sound like a great adventure to me as a young person. And so that's what I thought I would do. But uh, when I got to the college, they had a, a guy to teach us. But unfortunately, they weren't able to get a plane. And the prog- program never got off the ground. It never took off, you know. So, But while I was there, you know, it, it's amazing how the Lord works things. Sometimes you think, God, what are you doing? But a missionary from China came to our Bible college, and he shared as a sophomore in college how we could go to China. And then in our, my senior year, we had a missions conference. Over 30 missionaries came, and they had another missionary to China. He wanted to go to Tibet, but he couldn't get in Tibet, so he went to Nepal. But he preached, and God spoke to my heart. And even as a poor college student, didn't know the language, no China, you know, communist China, they put Christians and pastors in prison. During the 60s and 70s, they would put a pastor in prison for 27 years. Can you imagine being in prison, putting your pastor in prison for 27 years? That's what happened in China. And I said, Lord, 
if this is what you want to do. And he gave me a verse, Revelation chapter 3 and verse 8. Behold, I've set before thee an open door, and no man can shut it. And I said, Lord, I'll walk through that door. And here, after all those years, here we are. I was able to go to China, start the Charity Baptist Church. Our church there in Beijing, China, a city of 25 million people. It grew from a 13 people through the years. We started with 13, some college students and some people from the countryside. And it just gradually grew to where we had this nice building, 200-seat auditorium, a baptistry, had a Christian school with 40 students and, and 15 staff. In fact, Crystal Price, is she? There she is, yes. Yeah, she knew about our ministry there. Crystal Price was there, so good to see her. And we ran, we ran probably 75 to 150 in our services, depending, you know, it's, it goes up and down. Our, our highest was 350 on Christmas because we'd have a Christmas play and we'd have a meal. Anytime you have a meal, that's when you can get people to come to China. In fact, or come to church, I'm sorry, come to church. And so that is our ministry. And yet in April of 2016, I was in a Sunday school class with um, some teenagers and 15 police officers came through those doors and said, Brother Lama, have everybody in the auditorium. And two government officials came up, showed their credentials, and said, from this point forward, Charity Baptist Church cannot meet. Let me ask you this question. What if the policeman came in here and said, Brother Layman, I want you to go here. I want you to get your people in here. I said, from this time forward, Grandview Baptist Church is not allowed to meet. What would you do? I was in church in Arizona, and they said, we'd shoot them. <laughs> they told me. <laughs> that's, what they, that's what they told me. But, uh, yeah, what would you do? Well, it was funny that they let the Christian school continue because we had registered it with the government. And they let that continue, but they wouldn't let the church continue. So what we did... As we put it in our, we had a, a house. Believe it or not, we could we were able to live in a five bedroom house with a yard in Beijing, China. Twenty five million people, and we only paid one thousand dollars a month for that house <clears throat> to live there. That's only God that we could do that. And so we moved the the, the church to our house. Well, when it all happened, we kind of divided them at, at the beginning, but eventually we moved it to our house. Well, a month after that, in May. The, uh, the, govern- the official that did all this to us called me up and said, I need you to come to our office. He said, you're going to have to leave China. He said, we're not kicking you out, but you're going to have to leave. That's how, he, that's how he said it to us. And so we had to leave. And he was only going to give us 10 days, but we had already had tickets to go back to the States in June uh, to take some of our uh, school children that were getting ready to graduate to encourage them to go to Bible college. I don't know if you know much about the Chinese, but they put, and I'm sure Korea may as well, put a lot of emphasis on education. And they want them to go to the Ivy League schools, Stanford and Harvard and Columbia and all those, or the state schools. And we were trying to encourage them, could you not give your kids at least one year in Bible college to help them get grounded in the Word of God? 
And we wanted them to see places like Golden State Baptist College that it wasn't just like some seminary, some dull place that, you know, because when they think of uh, Bible college, they think of some kind of, well, you think of possibly when I say seminary, that's kind of their mindset of what a Bible college is all about. And so I wanted to show them, let them see firsthand that it wasn't like that. And so I said, well, could we leave in June? And he said, sure. So it gave my wife 20 days to be able to pack up 20 years of uh, living in China. I'm sorry. It's been seven. You know, it's been a long time. But when God calls you to something, and he calls you to a people, it doesn't matter. You love them to the... I thought I was going to die in China. But that wasn't God's... That wasn't God's plan. He had us come back to the Bay Area. There, San Francisco, Santa Clara, there's over 600,000 Chinese in that area there. 400 Chinese churches, five seminaries. <clears throat> so there's, there's gospel. But you t- can I tell you that I've gone soul winning in that area and I've met people that no one has shared the gospel with them. I met a guy, because all he could speak was Chinese and no one ever shared the gospel with him. One time I saw this older couple uh, moving a, a, um, a uh, couch out of their house. And so I saw them. I said, can I help you? And so they let me help them. And, they, and just because I did that, they came to church. But they said no one had ever shared with us about the gospel. So it's a great need. But I, can I tell you, it's harder to start a church. So we started the, the Silicon Valley Chinese Baptist Church there in Santa Clara. My wife and I do that, and we also help Pastor Treber, and uh, my wife teaches there in the college, and I have the church. And so Pastor Treber asked us, he said he couldn't find anybody to travel with the girls. He said, would you mind giving two months of your time, eight weeks, and travel with these young ladies? And we said, what? Pastor Treber's philosophy is when he asks something, we just say yes. And that's what, I don't know if you're, are you with that the same way with your pastor? When your pastor asks you to do something, do you say yes, sir? That's what we're, tra- we're trained at, at Golden State and North Valley Baptist Church. We said, yes, sir. And so here we are. You know, it was traveling a deputation at, as a 20-year-old was not as hard. But when, you be, when you're 57, it's not as easy, I have to be honest with you. But it's a joy. And I love being here. And I love being with you. And just to share what God can do in our life. And I want you to know, young people, that there is nothing like serving the Lord. If you want to know what adventure is, give your life to the Lord. Can I tell you that when I went to China... I went to start the city of Changsha, which is 600 miles north of Hong Kong. Two million people. Probably in that whole city, there was maybe 20 Westerners in that city. So when my wife, you see my beautiful wife there, Nancy, would you stand, please? Can you stand? This is my, isn't she beautiful? She would, thank you. When she would walk into a department store or into a restaurant, every, it's just bustling, all that, everything stopped. And everybody looked, oh, look, there's some Westerners there. Look at that, I can't believe it. There's some Westerners over there. We got a lot of attention. We kind of got the feel of what it's like to be famous. You know, and I remember one time, we have a, at that time we had a two-year-old son, and we put him on the um, uh, counter to get some shoes for him. We had 20 people surround us watching us buy tennis shoes for our two-year-old son. 
You know, that's the kind of thing that we did. I got to, I worked with orphans and, and they did surgery on orphans and I had an American doctor and a Chinese doctor and I was in the middle trying to translate between the two of them as they were operating, doing a simple operation. It wasn't anything major, but just doing a simple operation. I've been able uh, to be able to see uh, they needed a white person to do this little movie about how the Chinese resisted the Japanese in, during World War II, and they wanted an American reporter that was beat up by the Japanese, and so I got to do that and be a little Chinese little um, uh, TV series and, and things like that. You know, you just get to do all kinds of things as a missionary. But, you know, the Lord just opened up doors, and he allowed us to be able to see people that had never heard the name Jesus Christ And to give the the message of the gospel to them. And their whole life was turned around. You know, the Bible talks about, you know, in Acts 17, how Paul and and Silas, and, and they accused them of turning the world upside down. But can I tell you, the gospel message will turn your life upside down. And that's why, we, that's why it's so important. That's why we've got to give the gospel, because it cannot be stopped. And as you see here in, God, in, in this portion of scripture, you know, God wants to use us in a way that maybe we never thought possible. Do you know that no matter the obstacle or the challenge, the gospel will not be stopped? You know, the communists, they think, man, you know, they're Mao Zedong. He took over China in 1949 and put all the pastors in prison and closed all the churches. But today, over almost 100 million people are Christian. There are probably almost as many Christians in China as there are here in the United States. Have you ever thought of it? We have 3 million, 300 million people in America, in America. Would you say truly how many Christians there are? Maybe, would, there, would you say 100 or 200? I don't know. You know, a lot of people say they're Christians, but I don't know. Are they really? Have they ever really received Jesus Christ as their Savior? You know, so many people today, you know, they always add something. You know, you got... They put their faith not only in, in Christ, but, you know, you've got to go to church or you've got to be a good person or something like that. But, you know, salvation is in Jesus Christ and him alone. To turn from your sin, realize that you're a sinner and ask Jesus Christ to come into your heart and to save you and put your faith and trust in him. But, you know, God, uh, the gospel cannot be stopped. You know, sometimes if we oppose, just like Herod, when he opposed, he won temporarily. But he finally lost because, because an angel came and slew him. I want you to turn to 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse number 9. 2 Timothy chapter 2. And I want you to look at this verse and I want you to think about it. And I want, I want you to pray about what God wants you to do. But in 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 9 it says, Wherein I suffer trouble as an evildoer. You know, sometimes we, we have problems in our life, but it's because we have made wrong decisions. Right? Sometimes we do things that we shouldn't do. But sometimes we do the right things and we still have difficulties in our life. And a lot of people say, you know, why does God allow uh, bad things to happen to good people? But I tell you that statement is incorrect. There are no good people. We are all sinners and on our way to a place called hell. And we deserve to die and be judged and go to a place called hell. But yet Jesus Christ loved us so much that he came from heaven to die on this cross so that we could have a home in heaven. And if we'll accept him as Savior, we too can go to heaven. But notice this, even unto bonds. And then notice this verse here. And say this with me, if you would, please. But the word of God is not bound. We have limitations 
We have things in our own life. I have a lot. Of, if you want to know my limitations, or my, you ask my wife. You know, I've got a lot of problems in my life. But praise the Lord, in spite of all those problems, God can still use me. The word of God is not bound. I may be bound. I may be limited. But God's word is not limited. And there are things, when we share the gospel, there are things that God does that, that reaches people and it starts working in the heart of that person and God helps to change that person's life. You know, we real, need to realize that. But we also need to realize that sometimes we're going to suffer persecution. You know, Herod, he's a very interesting person. He, uh, Agrippa I was the great, uh, he's the grandson, I'm sorry, of Herod the Great. You know, when Herod the Great, when Jesus was born and he tried to kill all the babies under two years old, that was this Herod's grandfather. And uh, actually, the grandfather killed his own son when this Herod was only three years old. So this is, he was kind of from a dysfunctional family, as you could say. And he got into a lot of problems, kind of became a playboy and, and uh, owed a lot of money and was put in prison. But then the Roman emperor Caligula took him out of prison and gave him control of northernmost province of Palestine. And actually later, Apostle Paul stand, stood before his son, uh, Agrippa II. He was called a quintessential politician, which means when in Rome, do as the Romans do. So when he's with Romans, he does the Roman thing. When he was with the Jews, he does the Jew thing. You know, when the Jews would have feasts, he kept Caligula from... Caligula wanted to put a statue of himself in the temple. And Herod got him, uh, stopped him from doing that. Uh, he helped the Jews of Alexandria who were receiving uh, difficulty from the Roman government. And he helped them. He moved the capital from Caesarea uh, to Jerusalem. And he helped re- uh, restore much of the wall. If, you ever, if any of you have gone to uh, Israel, uh, Jerusalem, you know Herod helped uh, restore some of the wall there. And so he, want, he, he wanted to keep the political situation balanced. He felt like these Christians were upsetting this balance. And so that's why he took James and beheaded him. And that's why he took Peter, because he thought this, this Christian thing was upsetting uh, his political uh, stability. But yet through it all, we saw, see that God is still in control. Also notice when God is rejected, evil will, will, will rise. You know, ever since here in America, the Bible and prayer has been taken out of our our schools. We see all these things, all these unbelievable things that are happening. Every time I see the news, I just can't believe it. All the stories and things that are happening in our our world, in our nation today. But yet we need to realize that still God is in control. Also notice it is not always God's will to deliver us from sickness, tragedy, or death. You know, sometimes it's hard to understand, why would God allow someone like James to be beheaded like that? And yet John, his brother, got to live, you know, a long life. You know, we, God's ways are not our ways, and we can't, we don't know. He works in ways that we don't quite understand because he sees the whole picture. But yet, God allows things to happen. Why? Because he will be glorified. Because he allows his free will. And sometimes when bad things happen, when evil shows its consequences, we also can see the grace of God working in those tragedies. You can see God working in ways that you never thought possible. You know, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Without faith, it is impossible 
to please God. And sometimes God puts us through tragedy so that he can see if we have faith that even in the midst of tragedy, we will trust in him. God wants to work in that regard. Why? Because he doesn't look at the temporal. He looks at the eternal. He sees what will last for eternity. And can you see, can you see my brothers and sisters in Christ, that when we share the gospel, we're not changing the future of a person for a hundred years or a thousand years or a million years. We're changing the future of that person for eternity. Have you ever thought of that? When you share the gospel, when you give a tract, when you talk to somebody about the Lord, you're changing that person's destination for eternity. The gospel cannot be stopped. God wants to use us. Also notice that God can deliver us from impossible situations. You see here, it looked impossible with Peter, with all, you know, guards. He was in this jail, you know, in in different layers, and and he was even chained with two guards uh, beside him. And it looked like it was impossible that he could uh, get out of prison. And yet God sent one angel and opened the doors, and he just walked out of prison. I think this reminds us that sometimes when we're in difficult situations, our God is the God of impossible. When you see here today this little, who I was, is just a farm boy from Xenia, Kansas, and sent me to Beijing, China, and be able to start an independent Baptist church. It's only God. And then I get kicked out of China, and it has nothing to do with me. The church is going on. Can I tell you? It's going on. And it even has a school, and they're still seeing. And you would be proud to see the young people. They're like these young people. They have, they they come to church and they have a suit and a tie. You know, I don't know, but most I don't know if you know in China. A lot of times they just wear like um, sweats and that sort of thing in China in schools and things like that. Kind of like they do here. There some people even wear pajamas. I don't know if you've. I don't know that in Oregon it's like that, but in California it's like that. I don't know about Oregon, but in California you see young people going to school in pajamas, and I think, wow, but not there. They're all dressed very nice and proper. And I just thank the Lord that even, it's not about me. It's about him. And I'm just thankful to be a part of it. I'm thankful that he allowed me to do that. But can I tell you, God is no respecter of persons. It doesn't matter who you are, what abilities you have. God wants to use you. And he'll do it. If you're just willing to say, Lord, what would you have me to do? You can tell him all the reasons why you cannot do it. But then you forget that God is the God of impossible. And he can do things that you never thought possible. And you know, as we're traveling around and we see these churches around, and we're, it's amazing to see in, in small places, small churches, and yet the pastors are faithful and the churches are a community. We were at church in Somerville, California. They have an uh, area of... Uh, over 20, the only independent Baptist church in the area of over 20,000 people. The only independent Baptist church. Of the 20,000, 9,000 are inmates in a prison there. But yet they're faithful and they're reaching people with the gospel. I thank the Lord for that. I thank the Lord for pastors like this right here that have started churches like this. And that are faithful. I know it's been difficult and I know it's been hard. But praise the Lord, God has used them in a great and mighty way. God will help us. It doesn't matter who it may be. God will do great things for us. And then lastly, and I'll close, 
Christ is in control no matter the situation. You know, you may think that you're in a total difficult situation. But you know, he is in control. And God is glorified when we are most helpless and totally dependent upon him. That's what he wants. He wants us to trust him. When we think that we can do it. You know, when I got kicked out of China, it was very difficult for me. Because I, I had gotten to a place as a missionary. That's what we want. We want to start an independent Baptist church. And he gave me a school. And we had a good attendance. And people were serving the Lord. And we were supporting uh, other pastors and helping starting other churches. And, and, and it was a blessing. I thought, wow, praise the Lord. God's allowing us to do this. And then he said, you have to leave China. But you know, he allowed us to come to the Bay Area. Even though our ministry there is not as fruitful as it was in China, it's a, it's a lot harder in communist California than it is in communist China. Because they, in, China, in China, you know, you're American and they'll listen to you and let you share the gospel, but not in California. They refuse. You pass out track. No, thank you. I don't want it. You know, I get that all the time. But that doesn't mean we shouldn't stop. We just got to continue on. Because, can I tell you, when I first went to China, or raised support for China, people would say, well, Brother Laman, how are you going to reach people in communist China? You know, how are you? And I said, I don't really know. But, you know, I, I uh, went to Bible college. It took me three years to go to Bible college. Uh, it took me two years and ten months to raise support. It took us three and a half years to learn the Chinese language. The Chinese language is... A tonal language, ma, 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 ma. Ma is mother, ma is trouble, ma is horse, and ma means scold. And so you can say, this is my mother, just with a ma. But if you say, just with a ma, that means this is my horse instead of my mother. I want to ride a horse, we are chi ma. And you say, we are chi ma, that means I'm riding my mother instead of riding my horse. And so you see, it's, 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 people are just laughing at us all the time. They would just laugh at us. You have to have thick skin as a missionary. But you know, the Lord allowed us to learn the language. And he allowed us to be able to start an independent Baptist church. And I'm so glad he did. And I'm so glad that I have the opportunity. And I'm so glad to see people that used to be communists, used to be Buddhist, their whole life has changed. And now they love the Lord. They're serving in our church. And they're just doing things that I never thought possible. But that's what God does. That's how God works. And God wants to do the same in you. Would you stand and let's have a word of prayer. Dear Lord, I thank you for this opportunity of just sharing a little bit about China and also about Golden State Baptist College. Lord, I just pray right now that, Lord, that you just take this simple message just to to touch the hearts of each one here today. As heads are bowed and eyes are closed, I would just like to ask a simple question. You say, Brother Law, just as a testimony, I'd just like to see You say, Brother Lawman, I know without a shadow of a doubt, if I were to die today, that I would go to heaven. Would you raise your hand as a testimony? I just want to see all over the auditorium. Thank you. You can put your hand down. Those of you that raised your hand, I want to ask this question. You say, Brother Lawman, I'm a Christian. But I'll be honest with you. I have never one time led someone to the Lord. Did you know, and I don't know if this is true, but I read some statistics, and sometimes when you read statistics, you don't know if they're true or not. I don't know. But over 80 up to 90% of Christians have never led one person to the Lord. Have you ever led someone to the Lord? Someone in your area of influence? Maybe in your work, your family? Have you ever had the concern about their eternal soul? And you say, Brother Lawman, 
I've not, but, but this, from this point forward, by God's grace, I want to re- lead someone to the Lord. Would you raise your hand if you're like that? Thank you. Is there anyone? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Do you know that this church building could be doubled in a year if you could just lead one person in a year? One person. I'm not asking you. Just one person. And you could turn that person's world upside down. And then lastly, I'd like to ask this question. You say, Brother Lawman, I'm not 100% sure if I die today that I'd go to heaven. Would you pray for me? Is there someone here that says, I'm not 100%. I still have some doubt. Is there anyone like that here? I just, I don't want to embarrass you. I just want to pray for you. That's all I want to do. All right, you know, God, you know people's heart. I just pray for this invitation right now. I just pray that you would work. And I pray, Lord, if there's someone here that needs to make a commitment, they'd come to this altar, just make that commitment. And they're here in 2023, they would lead that one person to Christ and realize that the gospel cannot be stopped. We'll give you the praise, honor, and glory. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Pastor. As the piano plays tonight, if God's touched your heart, you'd like to come forward and maybe take a moment in prayer, I encourage you to do so. What a challenging message. God spoke to my heart. There's people all over this area needs to hear about Jesus Christ. Maybe it's a co-worker at work. Maybe it's someone on your street. Maybe it's someone in the grocery store. You you pass in the, in the hallway. Maybe it's someone in your college you go to. I encourage you to be open to the Holy Spirit's leading in your life tonight. Maybe it's something Brother Laman said about opening your heart up to His will. Maybe you feel like you're just a farm boy or maybe you're just a regular person and God could never use me. May I encourage you that God can and God wants to. Maybe not to be a missionary, maybe not to be a pastor, maybe to impact and influence lives as a Sunday school teacher, or maybe as a junior church worker, maybe as a youth worker. May you allow God to use you. May you allow him to speak to your heart as a piano place tonight. loving us. You sure are a great God. Lord, thank you for the preacher tonight. Lord, giving us his heart. Lord, thank you for the years he was able to give in China. Lord, it blessed my heart to see, uh, Lord, someone who loved that place so much. I pray you'll continue to help that ministry continue on. Help him in his new ministry here in the Bay Area. Lord, may people continue to be touched and reached, Lord. I pray it'll be with our church. May we continue on and see you do great things. Lord, we sure do love you, Lord. Thank you so much for loving us. Bless us as we go home and go about our ways, Lord, tonight. Give us safety. We sure do love you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Before you leave, if you could be seated, we do have a video we need to share you. About an hour, about an hour, (laughs) about a minute and a half of announcements, and then we'll be dismissed tonight.
The international program at GVCA has the opportunity to host 33 Japanese students this August. The dates will be from the 2nd to the 14th. We are looking for several families that would be willing to host these students for those two weeks. If you would like to volunteer, please see Nicole Berkland. Mark your calendars for our upcoming events this summer. Our men's advance will be June 23rd and 24th. Join us for preaching by Pastor Stuart Mason and Pastor Jason Murphy, as well as food, fellowship, and games. Vacation Bible School will be held July 10th through the 12th from 6 to 8.30 p.m. and is for children K-4 through 6th grade. Finally, don't miss our Young Adult Conference with Pastor Kurt Skelly on Friday and Saturday, August 11th through the 12th. The Best Years Club is going to Stone Cliff Inn for lunch on May 23rd at 12.30 p.m. and Transportation will leave the church at noon. To sign up for this or other upcoming Best Years Club activities, check the welcome desk for upcoming events. If this is your first or second time here, we want to answer your questions and get to know you. Please fill out the Connect card in the pew in front of you and bring it to guest services as you exit the auditorium. We would love to meet you and you will receive a gift card. Have a great week and we'll see you Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Thank you, Brother Lowen, for preaching for us tonight. Thank you, ladies, for singing, allowing God to use you and for playing the piano. And I hope you have a great, great afternoon, a great evening, and uh, enjoy your week. God bless you. Uh, please see the table in the back and uh, maybe get a, a few CDs or something. You are dismissed. <laughs>